podcast i am your host john waltz recording in the cool and dreary and dark night in franklin tennessee it is friday december 4th at the time of this recording we are just on into the month of december and into the holiday season and this is part two of my discussion with scott hassey about the effects uh that the holidays can have on mental health and just overall mental health issues that that we face this time of year. And for those of us who have had mental health struggles in the past, things that, that people deal with every year. So in the last episode, we talked a little bit about what overall, what depression and anxiety is. We delved into a little bit about um, the symptoms of of clinical depression, some of the, the thoughts that, uh, that go through an individual's head who's, who's struggling with that. Um, I talked a little bit about my own diagnosis several, several years ago of uh, generalized anxiety disorder. Um, and so this episode, we're going to try and keep it a little more, a little more hopeful. We're going to talk about some coping strategies to, uh, to deal with that, especially for, uh, especially in the holiday season. Um, Scott's, I know Scott's got a few things from, from his own past and I've got a few, a few ideas on my own. And, uh, I do have, uh, do pull, did pull up some articles here in preparation for the show and I'm going to link them in the show notes here. Um, one article that I did kind of want to delve into a little bit is something that the Mayo Clinic put out here fairly recently. Um, and they, they talk about, um, just the, the, the busyness and the demands that are on everyone, especially, and now with that we're living in the, the COVID age at the moment. Um, God, I hope this thing breaks soon with this COVID BS, but that's a topic for another podcast. But, um, you know, that's added additional stress for, for everyone's, everyone's life. So um, I'm going to go through just a few of the quick bullet points about what they suggest to um, to cope with holiday stress and the anxiety that comes from holidays. And Scott, feel free to to chime in or, or add on to it uh, as as I go through this article here. But it's uh, by the Mayo Great. Clinic staff. And so first first and foremost, tips to prevent holiday stress and depression or or cope with it. First thing is to acknowledge your feelings. The article reads here, if someone close to you has recently died or you can't be with loved ones for other reasons, realize that it's normal to feel sadness and grief. It's okay to take time to cry to ex- or express your feelings. And you can't just force yourself to be happy just because it's the holiday season. So that especially goes for men. Yes. Yeah. Men are afraid to do that. Um, they feel it. They just, we've been trained to not go there by and large. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying women aren't trained like that, but they're a little more inclined to 
kind of express and share or feel some of those emotions. Yeah. Well, and getting back to the, the original statement, just acknowledging that and just realizing that, Hey, yeah, yeah it's okay to be, it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be sad because you can't be with, if you can't be with your family or if you had a loved one pass away close to the holiday, you know, a holiday, it's, it's okay. That's normal. I mean, there, there are certain things that I've talked to you about this. There are certain things that are triggered in my memory. I mean, songs and places, dates, they, they trigger, they trigger memories and yeah, sometimes holidays that that'll trigger memories too. So that's just, it's, it's not unhealthy to have those, but you've got to be able to, to cope with those. And that's what we're going to, we're going to go through a little bit. So, and I really, uh, the leading up to Christmas doesn't really bother me, but if it's that week between Christmas and new year's that sometimes gets kind of hard and sluggish for me, just because there's really not a lot going on during that week. It's just kind of everybody's got the Christmas hangover and then they're kind of getting ready for New Year's. And then it's like, you know, normal programming's not on and you're just like, you're not sure what day it is or where you're supposed to be or when you're supposed to be there. And, yeah. you know, it's like Wednesday afternoon at, at one o'clock and there's a college football game on like, you know, what, what what's going on here? And, and so for me, it, and the last few years during the holiday during that week i've i've been fortunate that uh, i haven't had to work or do a normal schedule i've been able to be on a little bit of vacation and take some time off and be with some family during during that week so i mean that was nice that was nice um not sure how much of that i'm going to be able to do this year just because of my work demands but um you know and that's another thing that we talked about in the previous episode that um mm -hmm work demands especially if you are in if you're in an industry where things a lot of companies do inventory that week just because it's the calendar year end and it's and it's their their fiscal year starts in january and um there's a lot of customers at my at my day job that they have a lot of stuff coming due with with us on december 31st so it's like you know it's kind of pedal to the metal all throughout the the month this month and i know that mm -hmm. that week between christmas and new year's is probably going to be just still busy as all get out hope you know and so that that's but you know you, you can't getting getting back to the to the original point you just you can't force yourself force yourself to be happy that's almost as unhealthy as 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 yeah. as other as other things that that or that we were used to medicate ourselves forcing yourself to be happy can almost be as unhealthy as as staying in staying in a lull or voluntarily you know self-medicating through other reasons so um well and i'll say i'll say this, this is something i've learned in counseling um from my counselor he said uh we're kind of bringing up some things i went through because everything's tied together right you know how you are today is largely due to the experiences you've had leading up to today. And it goes back a lot longer than people want it to go back. Um, but he, uh, 
we're bringing up something that happened to me when I was in uh, end of middle school, as crazy as this sounds, but uh, I, I got bullied pretty bad and I had an instance in particular in the locker room. Um, and I mean, I ended up getting in the car and going home in tears. Uh, I was able to just kind of hold myself together. I mean, obviously I was close to just bowling. Now, obviously, you know, you kind of get teased in that whole moment. And I was chuckling about it when he was, when we were talking about it and he kind of cut me off. He said, like, Scott, like that's, as I hear you describe painful experiences, you chuckle about them as though they're funny. He said, you, you have to learn to attach yourself to the real emotion. He said, that's, that's dysfunctional. Like you, you know, you wouldn't talk about and laugh. You wouldn't talk about, you know, war and laugh. Like you just, you need to attach the appropriate emotion to the event. You know, when you see a kid in a wheelchair, natural emotions could be compassion, guilt, sorrow, sadness, um, uh, empathy, sympathy, like those are natural emotions in that moment, but like laughter and ha ha and, you know, <laughs> look, that must sucks to be him. You know, like those aren't things that you would through a normal, healthy person's psyche would happen. So, you know, being able to acknowledge what it is that you're feeling, like, is this an appropriate emotion for this experience? Like I was sad during Thanksgiving week because I felt alone. And that's for me to like chuckle about that wouldn't be appropriate. So it's it's been kind of this journey through like, what is it that I'm really feeling? Um, And so that can be hard, you know, um, as I think about it, you know, I had had the same student I was talking about last night, uh, kind of messaging back and forth on Instagram still just like, as I'm talking about this, like I think about them and it makes me sad, mm-hmm. you know, like I have some genuine sorrow about where they are in life. They're okay, but it's just not, right. but they're sad and they're lonely and it's hard. Yeah. Um, so that would be an appropriate emotion. Yeah. 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 And I'll I'll tell you the a lot of the, the kind of getting back to the the holiday season here. Um, a lot of the joy and happiness and carefree stuff that's that's out there. That's part of the commercialism of of the holiday season. I feel like that that's yeah. it, if you've it, if you're, you know, if you're having a, a good time during, during the holiday season, you know, that's, I mean, I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but at the same time, if you're not, and you're not where you want to be, then forcing yourself to get into that mood is almost as, as I was saying earlier, it's almost as detrimental as, as other types of self-medication. You know, I, yeah. I cannot stand the the song. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I just I I can't. I like even if I'm having, 
even if I'm having a good holiday season and that song comes on, I'm just like, well, yeah, uh, may, maybe if you're if you're six, it's the most wonderful time of the year. But yeah, but even for there's a bunch of six year olds, it's not right. Yeah, yeah, but to to me, my mood kind of shifts between if. It, during the holidays, like if, if I know I'm going to be able to spend some time with family and friends and kind of use that time to relax, or if I'm, if I'm not going to be able to do that, that kind of, for, for me, that, that kind of dictates a little bit of, or it has in the past, it's dictated my, my moods during the, during the Christmas season. And, you know, I, I've, people have asked you in, in the past, like, Oh, have you put a Christmas tree up? I'm like, no why why would i do that you like, you haven't put a christmas tree up i'm like it's me and two cats in a you know whatever square foot apartment they don't know that it's christmas you know i right now one year my parents came down to phoenix and and spent you know the holidays with me that was that was really a really fun week when they came down and so yeah i put up a little christmas tree and hung a few decorations and you know i, I was in a I was in a pretty good, I was in a pretty good mood leading up to that, you know, and it was, it was a, a, a good time that year. And I've actually got, um, we went to see Mannheim steamroller at the, uh, ASU, uh, at Arizona state. Um, and that's kind of one of what growing up, that was one of our Christmas traditions was listening to Mannheim steamroller Christmas music and Christmas albums while we would decorate the house and decorate the Christmas tree. And, so when they were, you know, they were playing there at Arizona State, so I had an opportunity to get some tickets and and treat my parents to that, and so that was, so I don't know, just kind of looping it all, looping it all back together. You know, you you've got to just like it said in the first point in this article, like you can't force yourself to be happy. That's just just kind of that that's just as bad as self-medicating i feel like yeah. with food or alcohol or anything like that so i don't um, believe in the fake it till you make it stuff yeah that's no, just not a right it's not yeah. an effective strategy yeah yeah second point here in this article from the mayo clinic reach out if you feel lonely or isolated mm. seek out community religious or other social events or communities Many may have websites, online support groups, social media sites, or virtual events. They can offer support and companionship. If you're stressed, if you're feeling stressed during the holidays, it may also help to talk to a friend or family member about your concerns. Try reaching out with a text like you did, Scott, or a call or a video chat. Volunteering your time or doing something to help others is also a good way to lift your spirits and broaden your friendships. For example, considering drop, dropping off a meal and dessert at a best friend's home during the holidays. So th this was kind of a, a theme where a couple of these other articles that I was looking at, it kind of uh, was a common theme that, uh, that I saw in there that, you know, to, to reach out and talk. And we, we talked a little bit earlier in the previous episode about not isolating yourself. Um, so, you know, finding someone that you can trust and reach out to and just say, Hey, you know, this, this time of the year is really, really hard on me. You know, I'm, I'm just feeling this, you know, and maybe not necessarily seeking out advice from that person, but just say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm feeling this and I feel like this is why. So, 
Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Scott, what? Uh, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, and it's not like you have to have a bunch of people. Like, I think that's one of the things, too, of like, if, if, going and doing and volunteering all those things adds an incredible amount of burden to your already burdened schedule that may not be an effective strategy so obviously you need to take that situationally with a grain of salt um and sometimes you if you're one that has i'm thinking too of like i would just say find um, a way that that you can um yeah help help or, or positively impact someone's day, even if it's just something yeah. as small as giving someone a compliment or smiling, smiling at someone, or even just saying <laughs> hi to someone in the grocery store that you wouldn't, mm-hmm. if that's something that you normally wouldn't do. Um, you, you know, put I've, on your mask, but they knew you were, you were talking to them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, hi, yeah. huh? who are you talking to? Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, and, and sometimes, you know, in the past when I've just been in a terrible mood, like I, I've kind of taken the attitude like, okay, if I can't be in a good mood, I'm going to at least try and ensure that someone else is in a good mood because, yes. and so, you know, I would just send random texts to texts to friends, like, you know, you're going to have a good day or something like something along those lines and just kind of out of the blue. And that would kind of make their day. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be as large scale as volunteering at the homeless shelter for 12 hours on a Saturday. Although, you know, if you can do that, that's great. But if that's something that's not feasible, um, you know, try and find other ways to, to brighten other spirits and then that'll, that'll turn itself that, you know, that'll come back around to you. Well, and I, I think too, um, you don't always have to make your gift known, you know, if you happen to be financially able to, you know, pay for the person behind you in the, uh, line at the, you know, yeah, at, uh, the, at the drive through or whatever. Yeah. Like just leave 20 bucks and it'll pay for however many people are behind you. And sometimes that kind of, rolls over into other people but you'll never know how you actually felt but you know what how that would make you feel and so sometimes doing something for others and not getting recognized for it can be some of the most rewarding things because it kind of stays in your mind like you know it must have been really great to be to be them like i feel really good about doing that now if you're not financially able to do that you know i'm thinking about um nursing homes this time of year is going to be really hard because of covid you know there's just like super lockdowns right now with right with a particular group of people and and maybe rightfully so um there's a lot that i've I've stood about on every side of this covid thing and i don't know where i stand at this point but i think for a group of people that are that old and that sick and that can't care for them oh yeah they're definitely high risk no matter Uh, no matter what the disease is i mean the flu is just as deadly to them as covid would be so yeah i mean it's yeah so but like this this year's could be an incredibly hard part of time for them and this is going to sound kind of crude and and it's going to be probably a little on the rough side but like you don't go people don't go to the nursing home and get out of the nursing home right yeah it's where they go to die yeah you know and 
and you know they developed communities there and rebecca's um um uh, grandmother uh went to one actually both of them went to one uh, one put herself in there um ahead of time and got in a really nice one in atlanta the other did one in birmingham just because she had gotten so, I mean, she's in her 90s um just because she couldn't drive herself anymore she couldn't take you know so a lot of those freedoms were gone right and yeah. you just you know her her kids are my my in-laws parents or my in-laws um they they couldn't just keep caring for her and at some point you're just not qualified anymore right yeah. um so you know it's just it's and they find communities and things to do there and i'm sure they'll find ways to try and make it fun with the people that are in there but it's a time of year that they've known for the vast majority of their lives for most of them it's a time to spend with family and uh, especially as christians it's a time like i don't mind us celebrating the birth of jesus and the joyful songs that come with that but this like it's the most wonderful time of the year secular whatever 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 just <laughs> there's, there's, dude, there's no other side of that coin like right yeah yeah you know you can like the joy of the christian message that jesus has come to save us from our sin save us from our death is also one of which um he came for those who are hurting and broken yeah it's not the most it's the most wonderful time of the year from a not from that song perspective but from a reminding us as going to church every sunday should do but sometimes this time of year can be a little different right yeah that we do we have a god who actually can relate to us and have empathy for us and um there's no other religion that does that yeah yeah and, there's just not yeah you know and, and when jesus started his public ministry that's exactly what he said he quoted isaiah 61 and said i i have come to bind up the brokenhearted and set the captives free um, oh yeah and you know if you, if you read that passage in isaiah there's just so much rich stuff in there about about what exactly what you're saying about god's empathy towards his people and mm -hmm. and 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 those people who are hurting so um and kind of circling back to nursing homes i just when i was delivering pizzas especially in in phoenix i i had to make a deal with my managers and with the other driver that closed with me on the weekends i said i, I cannot go to nursing homes they just they they give me the creeps they just scare the hell out of me i just i i just couldn't stand going to them and anytime a nursing home delivery came up i was just like i i don't want it you you can t you know and I, those are probably some of the 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 more sad places that i've ever had to to go and, and deliver food to is just because you know it's a they're unwanted it's a, many cases. yeah it's it's just a random yeah you know you're going in there on like a wednesday or thursday night at 9 30 and these people are all by themselves and some of them are 
just quite literally out of their minds and it's just like they're just waiting to die you know and yeah it's it's just such a sorrowful thing to to see that i it just mm-hmm. just got to the point where it was was wearing on me it's like i i, I can't you know I, and i, well, that, I mean, really dread it but that's an appropriate that's an appropriate emotion though like because it's not normal for like if we go from a biblical perspective like we weren't made for death like death is not natural to right. how the original design of things like it should be painful to look at. It should be fearful to look at. It should be um, uncomfortable. And there should be some amount of guilt that we have when we don't want to be around it. And there's like, there's a whole slew of emotions that just kind of, and if you don't like try and think about what am I feeling, you just kind of have this, it's like a melting pot of multiple and you just kind of lump them all into sadness. <laughs> Yeah, sadness is a lot deeper than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope I well, never have to be in. Yeah, I I'm dreading the the day that we have to make that decision for for my parents. And I sometimes when I look at my father's condition, sometimes I, I think it might be sooner than later. But um, I you know I pray that it's not. But he. Uh, um, he's been recently diagnosed with COPD and he's got to be on oxygen part of the time. Um, and so, and his mental faculties aren't, I mean, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty strong, but he's not as sharp as he, as he used to be. So, you know, it's, um, there are some days that, you know, you just kind of wonder if it's going to be, sooner rather than later. Um, you know, my, his dad, I think lived to be just over 80. My, my mom's mm-hmm. dad, he died when he was 81. He died a year and a week or he died a week after his 81st birthday. Um, and then I forgot how old my grandmother on my dad's side and my mom's side when they were, when they, when they passed away, but I think they were, early eighties, maybe upper eighties. So I, I'm just kind of, that's one of the things that I think about sometimes it's just how many years do we have? Le- do I have left with them? You know? Um, yeah. But, um, so moving on, what's that? What else do they have? Yeah. Yeah. Moving on, uh, point number three, be realistic. The holidays don't have to be perfect or just like last year. As families change Mm. and grow, traditions and rituals often change as well. Choose a few to hold on to and be open to creating new ones. For example, if your adult children or other relatives can't come to your home, find new ways to celebrate together, such as sharing pictures, emails, or videos, or meet virtually on a video call. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Uh, even though your holiday plans may look different this year, you can find ways to celebrate. Yeah. We, uh, I think we're going to do, I mean, I can barely get you to run zoom properly. I can't imagine my mom and dad running zoom. Oh, come on. Uh, (laughs) I'm just picking up. I I mean, I use, I use this platform every day during, during work. So, I mean, I kind of (laughs) know backwards and forwards, but you know, yeah, we, uh, what was I going to say? Oh crap. 
I forgot my train of thought. It's okay. Oh, um, yeah. The I guess if it's the best you got, that's one thing. Um, I think we're gonna do a little something for the cracking the code class that I'm running. Oh, um, it's I'm intrigued. Be, we're gonna do a. We're gonna do a. Uh, uh, golfers, uh, um, dirty dirty Santa, or whatever they're called. Okay. Yeah. White elephant. White yeah. Gift exchange. I don't know. Whatever you want to name it. Okay. Um, okay. But it's uh, my freezing a little bit. Uh, a tad. Yeah. That's not. Am I good? Deal. You got me now. Yeah, I got you. I got you on audio. Yeah. Yeah. This is audio so we, for now. So. Okay. Good. Yeah. We. Uh, <laughs> I'd like we to talking, see Princess with um, a forty-eight-inch driver. That would be that'd be hilarious. Yeah. We. We're going to do worst Christmas gifts, like the worst things you can get golfers for Christmas, oh, like go t-shirts, you can go gag gifts. Um, I'm not going to say it has to be, you know, PG 13, but I think it has to be appropriate to the sexes. Like one of the shirts I just happened to see is I was trying to put together this, uh, bracket challenge like things people wear and whatever one of them was i don't even want to say it but it was it was very derogatory towards women like i'm not oh and you froze you know like say that again and i'm not going to be okay with a kind of the demeaning towards women i just don't yeah yeah you know how golfers can just abuse that yeah you know sexuality in golf yeah yeah it's like i'm okay with a little humor a line but there's a line at which it's cross and if you have to go i don't know if this is going to be appropriate it's probably not you know just come down a notch from that yeah we're okay we're okay to continue with that Sweet. thought yeah so i mean we'll do something small for us and we can all maintain our distance and just have a nice good laugh uh I'm picking really bad Christmas gifts. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hop on Amazon and just find some stupid gag thing that nobody's going to want. I want to get you uh, that ugly, ugly, uh, ugly sweater polo that I sent to you a while back that you you didn't like. That was, I was like, come on, dude, you could pull that off. That was. Yeah. Heck no. Oh, that's so gross. I've never had a, um, a, uh, like tacky christmas sweater i've never had one i don't like them um i don't like sweaters period but just because they're not i've never had them they've never felt good on my skin i just can't i'm a t-shirt guy i'll wear a winter coat over it and that'll be it yeah yeah. unless i'm swinging a golf club then i'll like three layers underneath uh three compression layers golf shirt uh somewhat compression layer over that but not as tight then I'm winter over that and I'll be able to handle it at about 25 and be just fine. Yeah. Can't, I can't move, but <laughs> it's a, I can't put my arms down. Right. Yeah. Christmas story. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. What a crazy movie. Oh, that's a great movie. That's like, that's an American classic right there, man. That's like, I, that's one of those you got to watch me... every year. Oh, it's one that makes me so uncomfortable on so many levels. Like I just, I think the, just 
the whole storyline. I'm like, where? I don't really know where this is going. And it just seems to be so random at so many moments. And, but like, there are these just little bits of humor that like you can follow and you can see why it's popular. Like, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's a slice of Americana. It, it really is. I mean, I, oh, yeah. my, my, my dad, he really loves that movie just because that's kind of like, that's what life was for a kid in the fifties growing up in the Midwest. You know I mean? Yeah. That was, yeah. that was just, you know, I, I, I'm actually surprised it's had it's so like much staying power. In it. Talking about. Right. Yeah. 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 Check out Patreon for our Dunkaroos discussion. That's uh, that was some pretty good stuff there. Um, yeah. He, um, I, I'm, I'm just kind of surprised that that movie still had so much staying power here, <laughs> even into, even into the 21st century that it's just, even still it's still quoted to this day it's just uh but it's just it's such a a good light-hearted kind of and even a little bit growing up in the 80s that's kind of how i remember a lot of my christmases too i mean it it wasn't necessarily a red rifle bb gun that i wanted but it was you know maybe a for me it was a nintendo entertainment system or you know something like that something along those lines so you know that was yeah I mean, I remember that year that we we got our nin- Nintendo for Christmas. That it was it was such a huge surprise that we that we did get it. That um, I was just um, it was that, and I remember there was one year like my parents got me a bunch of a bunch of Star Trek: The Next Generation toys and action figures, and and I was just so excited that I got them just because. I, the, I, I didn't, I didn't even ask for him. You know, I was just like, you know, okay. You know, and I got him. I was like, Oh, th- these are great. You know, and this just, so, you know, that was just one thing that kind of, kind of stuck with me. And I remember one year, my aunt and uncle got me this really neat video game that I, and it was just in a, in a small package. And I thought, well, you know, this is the smallest package. It'll probably be, I didn't even, didn't even dawn on me that it would be a video game and open it up. And it was like one of, and it became one of my favorite video games on the Nintendo entertainment system. So it was, uh, um, it was an interesting, interesting gift. Well, Um, you know, as I, as I'm kind of listening to us kind of go on this tangent, um, I think it ties in actually a lot with what we're talking about. Like, I think it's okay to reminisce about things that are good in the past. Like some of those fun and joyful moments that you had and, and not use them as a, well, this year's not going to be like that, or man, this year's not like that, but like, like, you know, I'm trying to remind students, like, you've hit good shots before, like, just because you're hitting them bad today doesn't mean that it's going to stay bad, you know, right? or just because you're hitting them bad this week or this month doesn't mean it's going to stay bad for years to come, or just because you were really good at one point and you lost it and you're struggling to get it back doesn't mean that you're never going to get it back, like, and or that it won't be beyond where it was. Like there's, there's just this like um, being able to reminisce about things gone past and look at them from a thankful perspective and not a comparison perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfulness is always, always a good exercise. Um, You know, just thinking back to how many times the word remember is used in scripture. You can actually probably look that up on your phone without interrupt or on your computer without um, interrupting the, the podcast, the but, flow of the show that you're, yeah, you're interrupting I mean, with your 
long spaces in between words that <laughs> yeah i guess like i do in my other podcast uh, no you don't do that on yours <laughs> but I, you know i think remembering good times um we're not quite yet in a financial place where i really want to there's going to be one year that i really want to do something neat for christmas and that is like for a lot of our like whether it be a holiday party or whether it be gifts mostly for gifts with for family members but it's like try throughout the year trying to figure out what their favorite presents were when they were a kid and like buy all those again just for christmas like obviously it's not like ooh, i'm gonna take this out of the box and play with it all day long but like i think it would be neat to kind of go back in time and everybody gets that gift that they kind of always wanted as a kid right yeah you know and hopefully Rebecca and I over the next couple of years, now that we're out of debt and working to save money and buy a house, we can put some money aside and go, Hey, we'll spend 50 bucks a person mm-hmm. and buy that gift that they had when they were eight or 14 or whatever the time period was for them. It'd be just kind of something fun to do. You know? yeah, it's yeah. Like, and it'd be different for different people. You know, we're going to have some kids in the group, family members in the group that they'll be perhaps at this period of time they'll be 12 13 14 it'll be a gift they had when they were seven and Mm -hmm. for our parents they'll be in their you know if it's they'll be in their late 60s happen to be something from when they were you know in high school or in college or whatever yeah so yeah but remember how many times i don't know i'm trying to find it here but um no word count, huh? Well, yeah, it didn't Literally come. forgotten. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. That was, um, I'm trying to figure. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Um, remember, uh, depending on the version or the translation, remember is mentioned up to 137 times in Scripture, in the Old Testament, and then... In the New Testament, remember is, I just had it here. There we go. Um, uh, anywhere from 27 to 36 times in the New Testament. Yeah, so you're, we're basically pushing 150 times. Um, yeah. I mean, that's like, remember, 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 you know, um, mm-hmm. That's what what God did in those, in that place, which is kind of neat. Um, We, uh, I did an exercise uh, a year and a half ago, maybe where uh, I actually think I still have it on my phone. I I may send it to you. Um, I did it as a note in my phone and I said, here's what are my Ebenezer's? Like just like trying mm-hmm. to reflect back. Um, and maybe this is an exercise for you now, like um, for those that are Christians in the group. And even if you're not go back and think about the things you're thankful for that have been important in your life. Um, and by the way, those are times God's been working in your life. He's been working in it all the time, but yeah, like how yeah. has he actively moved in my life? Because that reminds me that he's going to keep moving. <laughs> Mm-hmm. he doesn't stop yeah. like a lot of times when you're in a dark place it's hard to 
recognize that. And I mean, I don't, gosh, I'm going to look at it real fast. Can you by thy help I've come like I've come to this place as I raise kind of this thought of thankfulness and how you've been faithful in my life. Hither by thy help I've come. Hmm. You know, uh, just yeah. Yeah. it's just kind of a neat yeah. being thankful this time of year is, is something that I think we can all do regardless of place um, that we're at. Mm-hmm. Okay. So moving on to point number four here in this uh, article from the Mayo Clinic, I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll have a link to this article in the show notes for you to, to go over on your own time, but uh, set aside differences, uh, especially in an election year, this is going to be key. Try to accept family members and friends as they are, even if they don't live up to all your expectations. Set aside grievances until a more appropriate time for discussion and be understanding if others get upset or distressed when something goes awry. Chances are they're feeling the effects of holiday stress and depression too. That is, I really started to, this wasn't really something that I understood until I started to, um, so I, till I moved away and I was on my own because it just seemed like every time I was, was home and could you not do that to your eyeball? I can see you. That's kind of. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I'm, I apologize to the listeners for this one. He's like <laughs> trying to, he, yeah, I'm not going to describe it. He's not doing anything. He's not doing anything to his eyeball per se, but he's like, you know, widening in my eye yeah um let's see here that's something that being that i'm the host of this zoom call i might be able to no never mind um we'll edit that out i i didn't really this didn't really dawn on me until i moved away and i was kind of on my own um from my parents but it, every time i would go home to see them I, I came to the realization like, yeah, they don't have as much time with me anymore. So the things that they want to talk about that they feel are important, they're going to talk about first opportunity that they get because yeah. they may not yeah. have another one during that trip or they may not have another one during that time that I'm home or, or whatnot. And so that's part of the reason that a lot of family squabbles and drama comes up is just because you know they want to voice their voice their opinion voice their their grievances you know i mean we're talking about christmas and not festivus so you know the airing of grievances but we still do that anyway um that's a seinfeld reference that scott doesn't get because he's lame um or if you have any office or friends references um i would pick up on them oh gosh i don't even know who you are um you do now yeah apparently (laughs) yeah um but i that i I feel like that's what kind of leads to a lot of a lot of family arguments and and disagreements around the holidays just because you know this person doesn't like how your husband is treating you and so they're not going to have another opportunity to confront them about it for another 12 months six months or however often you see them so you know they're gonna they're going to take their shot, I guess. So, 
Um, I, yeah. I, I kind of agree with this point, just <clears throat> especially this year too. my, my mom's political beliefs and my political beliefs just are really diametrically opposed to each other. So, I mean, like we can, we can't even talk about it on the phone when we do talk about it, you talk to each other on the phone. And I, I just have to extend her a little, a little more grace when I, when I visit and, you know, at, at this, with this, this time of year and, and this year in particular with everything just being so, charged and current events being just so so charged that you just got to kind of live and and let live and and extend some grace and if someone wants to rant on how they don't like this or that or how this is being handled then you know let them say their piece and smile and nod your head and move on you know it's not worth you know i think the question you can ask like sometimes if question to ask in moments like that because sometimes just the emotion rises up in you and and the emotion's real and it needs to be acknowledged but kind of pause before you speak and ask the question like is this going to build up or is this going to tear down and if there's even a hesitation that you think it will tear down like um this could this might go the answer is probably going to be no like you could safely assume that's not going to go well right. that's not to say if you are deeply hurt and wounded by somebody that you don't address it in like if it happens in that moment like hey that that really hurts that you said that or that you did that or that you brought that up like I, i'm happy to talk with um i'm not i'm not talking about those types of things that there needs to be reconciliation in the moment but a lot of times you can just avoid it and be thankful yeah. for time. Yeah. So trying to, yeah, just, you know, like I said, extend grace, live and let live and just, you know, be in the, be like you were saying earlier, just be thankful that you are able to spend time with, um, with your family, mm-hmm. even though they are most likely crazy. Um, so number five, what's that? <laughs> Number five, stick to a budget. Uh, this is right up, right up our alley, being that we are uh, Dave Ramsey fans. Um, hey. Before you do your gift and food shopping, decide how much money you can afford to spend. Then stick to your budget. Don't try to buy happiness with an avalanche of gifts. Try these alternatives. Donate to charity in someone's name. Give homemade gifts. Start a family gift exchange. Tell your loved ones to go fornicate themselves with a wire brush if they are expecting a gift from you. Yeah, yeah. We had um, that we last part was a joke. Started, Don't do that. That'll yeah, create yeah. an argument that goes we back had, to the previous point. <laughs> we. Uh, this is a really hard one for a lot of people because where a f- people will think about us. Um, but Rebecca and I were going through Dave Ramsey stuff and we, we were able to navigate Christmas with a small Christmas budget. Um, but then like the first half of the year, like January, February, March, when I was, you know, staying up late and building farmhouse tables and doing things on the, you know, 
you know, up till one thirty two in the morning trying to get things done to make money, make ends meet and pay down debt. We, uh, we had to tell some of our close friends who we got together with like, Hey, we'll bring our own food. Or if we're going to go out to eat, like, Hey, we'll, we'll come out and hang out with y'all, but we can't like, it's not in our budget to, to pay for that. And they're like, you're coming with us and we'll pay for your food. Like, it's fine. Like, no, we don't want to put that on you. Said it's, we're not putting that on you. We want, we know how hard y'all are working to get out of debt and we want to help you. And it's okay to take this. And we appreciate you being that humble and that honest to say, Hey, I can't afford this right now. And that, I mean, that was, enough for me to have to call and tell my dad that I needed a rescue on a tax lien but it was it was almost harder to tell our friends hey we we can't pitch in for pizza tonight like I, I know it sounds crazy that it's only seven or eight dollars but we've got these multiple things we're trying to pay down. We need that seven or eight dollars. And so, no, I, I'm big on that. Put a budget. And if you don't have any, don't worry about making a really nice dish and just say, hey, I, I would love to come to the party, but I, I literally don't have anything to bring but myself um, because I'm super tight and I can't take on any more debt. I mean, whatever it is, it's going to be different to people, but yeah, we were bound by that one for a long time. I think sometimes the holidays got us in a little bit of trouble with with debt because you feel like you have to buy a bunch of things for people. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. That that's kind of goes back to the commercialism of the the whole the whole thing too. I mean, I I I'd much rather. I, I would much rather, you know, have spend the time with with family and friends, have have the time to to be with them, than you know, get another, get them another trinket, or get them something that they won't use maybe once or twice, and then you know, then it'll be thrown off into a corner somewhere. Um, I, I feel like. Well, especially with gifts, especially with gifting, you've got to go quality over quantity too. I mean, you've got to, you know, giving, giving of your time or giving of yourself is, is a lot greater investment than just a few dollars. And it goes a lot further. Right. Well, and this time, like you're not going to go back and go, Oh, I remember all the money that we spent in that dress that I wore or that that suit that I wore or this great place we went to. And I, obviously you're going to remember the place, but what you remember is the things that you did with those people in that place and the yeah. things that you shared. And like you, it's never about the stuff. Like um, I was talking with somebody yesterday about, you know, men, have like the bro hug and the handshake but that's like it men don't hug much in our culture like genuinely hug outside of you know parents and siblings um but and sports like, teams 
right well that that was kind of my point with yeah. them was like yeah but they'll cram seven guys on a four-person couch to watch a football you know they actually want physical touch but they hide it under the guise of something else you know going to the football game and sitting shoulder to shoulder and jumping and hanging all over each other and like that's it's a form of physical touch like well, I mean, the That's athletes the, on the field, they'll, really they'll hug and high five and, and touch each other all the time in celebration, you know, but. Yeah. Yeah. But somehow it's not appropriate or it's deemed it's labeled something else when, you know, you're just genuinely happy to see somebody and spend they're there or, you know, so. Speaking of physical touch, this probably isn't on the list. But it's on my list. I think the first turning point for me in this whole process of like realizing I was depressed was four years ago. Two, maybe. Yeah, about four years ago. At this point, we still didn't know anything about my depression. We're, we're almost three full years away from me knowing anything about it. I... uh we had, I had a student who happened to be the sister of um, a girl Rebecca and I worked at with at the ranch where we met. And she was a massage therapist. And um, I'd never had a massage before. I was mostly scared of massages. I was like, no, this is crazy. Like taking your clothes off in front of another person, you know, them touching your back and your skin. It was the first time in my life. I had a lot of chronic pain. Like I ached everywhere. I hurt everywhere, partly from the weight loss. But, but the stress levels created a lot of pain. Um, and it was the first time I did a two-hour massage. It's the first time in my life to that point I had not felt pain afterward. I had time to myself to breathe like I didn't have my phone in there. I just laid down on the table and just let go. And there was, there were moments I, I prayed. I mean, we, I talked with the massage therapist a little bit, but like moments I was kind of praying in my head there, were, I had moments where I was kind of tearing up, just like being utterly thankful and grateful. And then when I left, I, I didn't hurt for over a month I went back once a month for a while mm -hmm. the first time and like I would tell people instead of asking for things for Christmas if you can maybe it takes you asking a couple of people that you know in your family or whatever depending on your financial situation but like ask for a 90 minute massage it's going to run you probably 125 to $200 depending on where you go get one just left my phone in my car and just that's uncomfortable for some people and I get it if it is and most massage therapists will let you leave you know whatever and it can be I've had some pushback from some other people in Christian cultures i I'm a Christian through and through and in that professional setting, to me, it's no different than going and seeing a doctor and having a physical, mm -hmm. you know, just it's professionally done. Don't go to the sketch one. 
in the worst part of town, you know, with the right letters yeah. missing on the neon lights out front, like, you know, but go to a re- reputable place. I just, the physical touch, especially for people who actually have real seasonal depression or deeper depression. Uh, my therapist actually recommended massage. He's got a master's in divinity and, and mm. counseling mm-hmm. and psychology. He's like, go to this lady in this, con- like he was in a business complex is where his office was. He said, go down to this lady over here, like go over there. I'm going to recommend it as part of your treatment. Like looking back, I was, uh, I was depressed. I just didn't know it. Right. Yeah. My wife knew it. My wife knew it and she didn't, she didn't ever say it, but like, she realized something was really wrong. And ah, wonderful, wonderful thing for people. Yeah. yeah. So that was going to be one of my recommendations is ask for a massage for for Christmas and try and find somebody who's good. Just ask around. Yeah. You'll yeah. you'll figure out who's good. Yeah. But yeah. so if you haven't asked for that for Christmas yet, John. Uh, put that on your uh, last minute I, stocking I, stuffer. Here's my stocking stuffer. It's more expensive than any other gift, but right, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I I need some clothes before I need a massage. I've lost all this weight; <laughs> nothing fits me. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm about to need new pants. Uh, I was uh, so I've always been a size 32 waist my entire like once I grew eight inches my sophomore year in high school i was a 32 inch waist um i was less than that my pants weren't falling off but i was probably a 30.5 or 31 um i had i'm 35.5 right now is my waist (laughs) barely get my pants button wow (laughs) just waiting for one to burst yeah yeah well, all of my pants are in the uh, 40 to 42 range right now. So they're literally like, I've got to wear a belt and like take it all the way down to the last ratchet to, to keep them, keep them up. And it's, yeah, it, it can get kind of frustrating. Let's we'll just, we'll just trade pants. I wouldn't want you to get that fat. <laughs> uh, uh, these I are, wouldn't either. These I'm are a bodybuilder look with the trim waist. Yeah. Okay, well, um, we got to move, so um, we'll uh, we'll try and keep these these next few points kind of kind of short and sweet here. Um, number six, plan ahead. Set aside specific days for shopping, baking, connecting with friends, and other activities. Consider whether you can shop online for any of your items. Plan your menus and then make your shopping list. That'll help you prevent last-minute scrambling to buy forgotten ingredients and make sure to line up help for meal prep and cleanup. So there you go. Plan ahead. Man, I like that. I like the plan ahead thing we started doing a couple of years ago. Quick sidebar. This is actually going to be a quick sidebar. Better be quick. Now that I said it's, now that I said it's going now to be quick. Now that you said sidebar. it's going to be quick, it's going to be, yeah, five minutes. I'm the but, host. I can mute you. We decided to 
buy all of our Christmas gifts before Thanksgiving. And our goal was to get them wrapped before we left for Thanksgiving or started our Thanksgiving festivities. And it's so great to go to Thanksgiving. Like there's this, just this, like getting that piece done, just so freeing. And not everybody can do that. It's not a look at me. I got all the Christmas gifts done. I just, it gave us so much freedom for the holidays. Yeah. Cause we're done. Yeah. 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 You're done. Yeah. Yeah. And years past where I've gotten my early shot my shopping done early, it's really been kind of nice cause it's, you don't have to worry about fighting the crowds or, you know, even sometimes when I have done my shopping late, but I've gone in with a plan, it's like, people are just walking Dave Dave Ramsey uses the the phrase that and I always laugh when I when I hear think about it but especially true this time of year people just walking around like Gomer Pyle on Valium and you know like what am I here for again why am I here I'll just stand in the middle of the aisle while there's a pile up of seven carts behind me like could you please waddle your ass to the end of the aisle if you're not going to know what you're getting you know something like that but that's what's in my head but you know um i like the plan ahead one that's good yeah i didn't think about it for food and stuff but that's great yeah learn to the point number seven learn to say no this is one that kind of hits home for you i know based on our discussions saying yes when you should say no can leave you feeling resentful and overwhelmed Friends and colleagues will understand if you can't participate in every project or activity. If it's not possible to say no when your boss asks you to work overtime, try to remove something else from your agenda to make up for the lost time. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. That's uh, um, sometimes you can be creative with how you stay in in a I'll take a look at my calendar. Like if you have a hard time saying no in the moment, just say, I'll take a look at my calendar and, uh, you know, I don't have it here in front of me. Like, don't you have it on your phone? Yeah. But it's in the shared file. Like come up with some, don't let them manipulate you into giving an answer on the spot. Right. A little easier yeah. to send a text, a little easier to send a text later and say, Hey, I took a look. I've got a couple, I got too many obligations that, that week. Um, I can't do it this year. would love to do it next year. Let's get to the holidays. You know? that's they'll respect the effort that you made yeah and you said you're able to set a boundary um some people have no problem saying no but i was one that i just said yes to everybody except myself my own health and my family so (laughs) yeah no bueno so uh point number eight was that it Oh, eight. There's 10 points. So we're almost done. We're almost done. Nice. Um, Hopefully your phone can hold out and the uh, internet connection. Oh, all right. Okay. That's, that explains a few things. I planned Um, ahead. Yeah. Did you? I planned ahead this time. There you go. There you go. Don't abandon healthy habits. Don't let the holidays (laughs) become a free for all. Overindulgence only adds to your stress and guilt. Try these suggestions. Have a healthy snack before holiday meals so you don't overload on sweets, cheese, or drinks. Eat healthy meals. Get plenty of sleep. Include regular physical activity in your daily routine. Try deep breathing exercises, meditation, or yoga. Avoid excessive tobacco, alcohol, and drug use. 
and this is all just kind of common sense stuff, but, you know, be aware of how the yeah. information <laughs> culture can produce undue stress and adjust the time you spend reading news and social media as you see fit. Well, to give people a personal example, I, uh, I knew where I was. I wasn't going to be able to get my fitness in. Um, I wasn't going to be able to fit in this fitness in my schedule. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. That's a really difficult pun there. That was, uh, yeah. yeah. You, you work way too hard correct. for a bad pun there. I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah, it's okay. That's all right. I gave it a shot. Um, but I'm only working out three days a week. Um, I was only going to be able to get Monday, maybe my Wednesday in. Um, and I, like I had some weeks because of some other just situational stuff with kids and whatnot. But I said, you know what? I'm going to get them all in. I got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, put them all three back to back instead of spreading them out. That left me a lot less stressed the rest of the week while we were down there at Thanksgiving. So yeah, do what you can to maintain the routine, be creative if you need to, you know, if you know, you're not going to be able to get certain things in. Yeah. Yep. Get creative. Yeah. Okay. Nine. Num yep. Number nine, take a breather, make some time for yourself and find an activity to enjoy. Take a, take a break by yourself. Massage therapy. Spending, spending just 15 minutes alone without distractions may refresh you enough to handle everything you need to do. Find something that reduces stress by clearing your mind. Slowly, slowing Massage your breathing, therapy. slowing your breathing and restoring inner calm. Some options mm -hmm. may include taking a walk at night and stargazing, listening to a soothing book or reading a book. Um, one thing that, that I've been using here a lot the last few days, um, just with, stresses at work and stresses with this time of year is the uh, one minute pause app from wild at heart. And that is a great way to decompress and go through some guided prayer um, and work on some uh, benevolent detachment. Um, this, then it just kind of clears clears your mind and it, and it helps you kind of give the things to god that you need to give to god in that moment so um you know stressful time of year but i would recommend downloading that app the one minute it's called the one minute pause there are actually a few different uh few different lengths of pauses in there um you have to you have to do a certain number of one minute pauses to unlock uh the other ones but there is a one minute pause a three minute pause five minute and a 10 minute, um, in, in this app. And then there's some links to other resources about, uh, it's tied to, uh, John's latest book called get your life back. Um, and I'll put a link in the show notes for that, but that's actually a, a really good book that came out earlier this year. I'd recommend picking up that book and, and reading through that. Um, it's not specific to the holidays, but it's specific to, you know, dealing with stressors and, and dealing with, uh, being overloaded in your life. So, um, personally me, I would recommend that book. And Scott said it about five times while I was trying to read the point, he kept saying massage therapy. So, you know, um, he must know somebody a bit in the business or have uh, stock in a massage therapy company because, um, <laughs> he's, you know, being kind of annoying with it. Um, anyway, point number 10, and this was the, um, 
this was one of the common themes that kind of went across all the articles that I found about dealing with holiday stress and, and seasonal depression. Um, seek professional help if you need it. And if you are already in therapy and getting professional help, do not stop. Um, despite your best yeah. efforts, you may find yourself feeling persistently sad or anxious, plagued by physical complaints, unable to sleep, irritable and hopeless, and unable to face routine chores. If these feelings last for a while, talk to your doctor about a mental health, talk to your doctor, talk to your pastor about a mental health professional. And that's, that's way back in episode nine. That's one, one point that uh, point of advice that, that you gave was just, you know, yep. just get, get in a situation where you can get the best therapy that you can afford and start from yep. there. Um, yeah, I mean, we, I mean, I think it's twofold. We suck at self-awareness, uh, as humans, we just naturally do. Um, we need other people to see our, help us see our own faults. Um, and then the other one is just having somebody who's qualified to kind of help walk you through, especially if you really do have a disorder. Um, yeah, get help. I mean, shoot, finding out you have something and it's treatable is better than wandering around, not sure. And just thinking something's wrong with you all the time. Well, there is get help. Yeah. 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 I did. We did. You should too. Yeah. I still do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, we made it, made it through all the points here in this article, made it through, um, had some pretty good, uh, had some pretty good and some pretty pointless conversation around, uh, around some of those topics. So that was, uh, good stuff in there, but, uh, so I'll, I'll have the link to this article in the show notes. I'll have a link to the one minute pause app. I'll have a link to John Eldridge's book, get your life back. I'll have that in the show notes also. Um, Scott, is there anything that you want to plug before we, uh, we put a nice little bow on this one? I mean, massage therapy. Sorry. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure uh, you don't go to the Chinese place? You're awful high on this. Yeah, one. yeah, no, no, no? no okay. No. All right. so, uh, yeah, it's, but, it's almost no. eleven at night, so you know my filter's yeah. kind of coming uh, down I'm here. Just, but uh, I'm, I think the two things for me are get help. I'm going to say the same thing I said in my first one with you was find somebody who's qualified, um, and if you don't have the money to do so, go talk to your pastor. Most churches have some dollars set aside to help people in crisis. Um, so there's, there's a way and there's some people that are willing to help. Um, and then the other one is, um, don't, I'm going to go with that first point. Just acknowledge your feelings. I was going to say massage therapy, but uh, were you really? <laughs> um, but, I, um, acknowledge what is that you're feeling good, bad, or indifferent. Like, yeah. Yeah. Use that one minute pause app you were talking about. I yeah. think that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Just acknowledging your feelings and just realize that, yeah, that this time of year can be painful. This time of year can, can hurt and that matters yeah. and it's valid just, and there's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with facing down and, and, and dealing with, with sadness this time of year. It's, it's, it's natural for, for a lot of people. So, um, well, and it, emotions yeah. don't have to be rational, but they're real. 
Um, yeah. And so yeah. they need to be acknowledged. Don't just keep shoving them off like they're not real. They're real. Uh, they don't always have to be rational. Rebecca and I do that in our marriage a good bit now, more than we ever have. Like, it's okay to have your feelings, but those don't always match the facts, but we deal with the feelings first. Right. And it's yeah. so much better that way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is, yeah. Thank you, Scott. This is the M60. I got some new tools too. You do? Yeah. I really like the planning ahead with the diet and, or with the meals and other parties and things like that. I want to try and put that in a little bit. It's a good idea. Yeah. Good deal. Well, I, I sent you the link to this article. So, you know, whatever our uh, other tools you want to pull from that, just, uh, go ahead and feel free to do so. But it is, uh, if you if you can't find it on the I'll link it in the show notes but uh, it'll it's also available on the uh, the Mayo Clinic website mayoclinic.org uh, under healthy lifestyle and stress management so you can find that article there I am John Waltz this is the M60 podcast and we will talk to you next time have a merry christmas happy new year um, you know try and stay safe out there and we will talk to you again soon